Welcome to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Today is election day. Uh, hot item to talk about. We will be taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, I know we're talking about the Ten Commandments of Climate Change, which we'll explain what those are momentarily, but I'm assuming you're okay if someone calls in with an election question. Yeah, I may not have an answer for them, but well, yeah, but we sure. Can, we can try and have yeah, fun with it. Call in and tell us what you're hearing on the news, because you may be hearing things that we haven't heard yet, but we have heard a lot of stuff We've that's heard going a lot on already. So Interesting stuff going on. Yeah. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We had a great time at the Online Prophecy Weekend over the weekend, and all of those videos are available on demand for Into the Age Plus subscribers. You can go to endtime.com slash OPW. And there's links to each of the four sessions on that page, intime.com slash OPW. Doug, Mm -hmm. will America destroy herself? She's headed down that pathway. You better get out and vote today, people. (laughs) Get out and make that vote count. I guess guess they would need to go see your full 50-some minutes to fully appreciate (laughs) your analysis of that question. Yeah, I guess so. Intime.com slash OPW. Um, what are we telling people, Doug? Um, obviously, being in the position that we're in with, oh, I don't know why the, I just know that our lawyer tells us we shouldn't say go vote for X person. Right. But you can tell people go vote in certain, uh, inside of certain principles. Yeah. So because we can't take specific stances on people or candidates, Right. Rather, um, how do we tell people what to do when considering to vote? I mean, there's a lot of things to look at. Uh, you know, you need to understand what uh, the parties represent and, and who they represent or who's representing those parties. And, you know, I mean, there's things that are biblically moral that we know as Christians that we don't need to be involved in. You know, abortion's one of them. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things I could sit here and talk about. But,. Uh, I mean, you know, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, then you know as a Christian that's not the candidate that I need to vote for. And sometimes they may be the same on two different things or on a a particular uh, situation there. And they may, the two different people may agree on something, but the deal is we got to take the lesser of two evils in this situation because we're not going in and electing someone to be our minister and our pastor. We're going in and electing people to help run our nation and our country. So uh, if, if they're lining up with the things that this country was built on, then they're lining up with the morals in the Bible. And uh, this Bible was actually built on Christian uh, beliefs and the Word of God. And so, I mean, that's what... Uh, you know, our, our bases are our foundation of this country. And so if the candidate doesn't line up with those things, then that's not who we need to be voting for as a Christian. So I'd, what if you, you what if you live in a place where you brought up abortion? So let's just say the topic is abortion and your county or your state leans so far opposite of what you believe that there really doesn't feel like there's any hope for you to change things what do you do move to texas (laughs) (laughs) or florida well maybe you live in texas and you're trying to go the other way (laughs) i think we've seen the influx of people moving here from other communist i mean uh other states states. yeah that's right yeah so anyway i don't want to get myself in any more trouble so just don't lead me with any more questions (laughs) 
Is uh, President Biden evil, Doug? Oh, man. Here we go. I won't do that to you again. Um, we're talking about the Ten Commandments of Climate Change on top of whatever's going on with uh, voting, Doug. Yeah. That's a really strange term that I have never heard of until today. Right. Well, okay, so way back when, we, we heard it a little bit. Because... Um, when Pastor Baxter broke the story about uh, some of the things that were going on with climate change, even back then, in 2001. Okay. Uh, that is back then. Yeah, it is back then. When I was were a you freshman in high school. Well, there you go. You're a freshman in high school. Back in 2001, they were talking about this, and they had something we're going to look at a little bit later in the program called the Ark of the Hope. And in there, they had the Earth Charter. And it was the Earth Charter Who's movement. they? You're saying they. The U.N. It was the UN Earth Charter is what it was. Well, Pastor Baxter, he kind of exposed what they were doing, and they had this arc of... Is that why he's on um, the blacklist at the UN? That's probably one of the reasons, yeah, because he was letting us know even back then in 2001 that this Earth Charter was basically their Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. But this story kind of blew that out of the water uh, because of what's happening and where the location is and what they're going to do. And they say that one of the things they're going to do is they're going to go there and they're going to repent of their sins of uh, creating green, uh, the uh, carbon gases and, and creating the greenhouse effect here in the world. And so that's what Was these... Was 2001 or this is today? This is today. Okay. So that's why this jumped out. And it's very odd what they're what they're planning on doing and what they're proposing uh, but it is showing us exactly where we are right now in Bible prophecy. We are at the point where we're not, it's like we always tell everybody, we're, we're not uh, moving into the end times. We're in the end times right now because not only do we see the one world government set up, which is the UN and all the things that we talk about here all the time, uh, but we're watching now this uh, one world religious system that is being set up. We've been watching it for a while and we've been telling people about it for a while. But this is really a huge move and it all comes from uh, an encyclical that the Pope wrote that a lot of people believed started, I mean even some prophecy teachers taught that this started the final seven years with the Pope making this encyclical. And And, when was that roughly? uh, it was, uh, I think that it was released earlier this summer. Okay. Uh, supposed to go into full effect, I think, in September, around the time. So according uh, to some prophecy teachers, they believe the final seven years began They believe that this it's already year. started and that that encyclical actually is the covenant that is spoken of in the Bible. Is that accurate? We do not believe so, and we have a lot of you know proof for that. And we've talked about it before on this program, mm-hmm. and Dave's talked about it on his program, uh, but it's it's interesting because we're seeing this move forward now, Vince, and we're watching it uh, with a lot of different religious leaders. It's not just the Pope. It's religious leaders from all over, including Jewish religious leaders. So, interesting. Well, it's, it's particularly interesting to me because I'm looking at it going, okay, world leaders are gathering at Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. and they are basically in compliance with the messaging of Pope Francis, yeah, which seems odd, just generally speaking, right. But then, of course, when I look at it through a Bible prophecy lens, then I'm going, okay, well, I can see how this is lining up. Mm-hmm. But it still seems crazy, even then. It's like, how's anyone getting away with this? Right. It, it to me, it it struck me as odd because it's almost like they're 
they're doing this kind of in God's face because they're going to Mount Sinai, the place where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, the law of Moses, and they're going to put forth their law of climate change. Well, we're going to look at what those Ten Commandments of Climate Change are. On the other side of the break, we'll be getting to your calls as well. You can join us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800-IN-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME. Or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Again, we're taking your calls. 877-END-TIME is the number to join us. 877-363-8463. Seeing that it's election day, we will take election-related questions, and we're talking about the Ten Commandments of Climate Change, which, Doug, is pretty important in regards to Election Day because there are some leaders here in the United States that are up for election or re-election, and um, they might fall in line with these Ten Commandments of Climate Change. Right. And and the bottom line, too, Vince, something that all this We're down to it to, already. We are, the to bottom the bottom line. line. It all leads back to sustainable development goals, and that's what the U.N. wants pushed out by 2030. So you look at where we're at right now. You listen to what other people are saying, uh, and, and even people within our own government are talking about these sustainable development goals that line up with the U.N. And so, uh, you know, I mean, those things are uh, part of what this is about, and that's why a lot of people believe that, you know, the Pope wrote something that's going to start the final seven years. So. Moving, moving on. <laughs> well, um, don't forget to share this video. Hit the heart icon, comment. Let us know what you're thinking about the show. 
Uh, it goes a long way in helping get the message out. So share, hit the heart icon, and comment. Three simple steps that anybody can do. If you do it now, it'll help go a long way. All right, Doug, um, go back to August 31st. Pope Francis, he prays at the UN Climate Summit. Uh, he prays that they would unite the human family, which is weird language already. But he says, Mother Earth groans and begs us to stop our abuse of creation. This was in August again. Mm. The Pope saying, Mother Earth groans and begs us to stop. This isn't a um, oh, what are the, New Age leader. Mm-mm. Or maybe it is, but um, <laughs> this is the Pope. Yeah. And he's re- referencing Mother Earth moaning and groaning about the abuse of creation and um, expressing his wish that the call to listen to the voice of creation will foster in everyone a concrete commitment to care for our common home. Yeah. And uh, he's done that multiple times, but he did it specifically at this UN Climate Summit. And he blames the destruction of the earth on consumerist excesses Mm -hmm. before proceeding to plug the upcoming United Nations Climate Change Conference. Right. Which is going to be held November 6th through the 18th of this year, happening right this very moment. Right. And where would you guess that to be, Doug? (laughs) Well, let's see if I had to guess and I didn't have the article in front of me. Randomly, I bet you would probably say Sharm el Sheikh, Egypt. Yeah, right? that's where I would say. Well, that's yeah. where it is. Amazing. Yeah. The same place that Mount Sinai is. Interesting. Yeah, isn't that cool? And so there, they're going to uncover the Ten Commandments of Climate Change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Pope is involved in this somehow. Yeah, well, the thing about it is. For one thing, we know that the Bible prophesies that there's going to be a one-world religious figure. That's okay. the, the second beast of Revelation 13 it tells us about. And it says that he's going to look like a lamb, but he's going to speak with the voice of the dragon, or he's going to speak like the dragon. So he's going to look lambish, and we know that Jesus is the Lamb of God. This is how we know that this false prophet is going to be a religious figure. He's going to... Uh, seem like a very religious person, but he's going to speak the things that the one world order is telling him to speak. And here we have this beginning to happen where he takes a scripture out of Romans and throws it in there and makes it about um, global warming. When uh, let me just let me just read that scripture. It's it says that uh, we know that the whole creation. This is Romans eight twenty two. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. So he, he, what the scripture is actually talking about is that the uh, earth is actually groaning for the return of the creator. It's actually groaning for God to come back. It says, uh, you know, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And so that's what's happening is the earth even wants the return of Jesus. But the Pope takes that scripture and he kind of twists it around and he makes it to be about global warming and climate change and what we're doing to the earth. And don't get me wrong, Vince. I'm not talking about, you know, driving down a road in your pickup truck and you've thrown all your McDonald's cups back there in the back and they're flopping around in the wind and then they go flying by okay i'm not talking about that that's wrong we shouldn't do that we need to pick up our trash and dispose of our trash proper properly they're talking about just the fact that we're breathing okay is polluting the air the fact that 
you know, that we eat red meat is polluting the air. The fact that we drive our cars in places, they don't even take into account that, you know, when a volcano erupts, that that puts off more emissions than any human ever could. But a billion humans couldn't put off as much as a volcano eruption does. And yet here we are. We, We still are alive. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen, and yes. it does happen, you know, more frequently than we would like to to probably say. I remember being a kid, Mount St. Helens blew up, and I remember the ash of, of that volcano making it down here to Texas, okay. you know, and that was up in, I think, Montana is where Mount St. Helens is, or, or Utah or somewhere around there. I, I don't know, you guys, I was a kid when it happened, but well, don't, don't, don't think, start telling me I was wrong Mount St. Helens so. still there for you to find out It is still located. there. I could just Google it real quick. But <laughs> my point is, they don't take into uh, account those kind of things, but yet they blame it on us and say we're destroying the climate. Now, before I get us going down a road where I'm on my soapbox, we probably need to move on, and I apologize, but it just... This is the things that we know from Revelation 13. This false prophet is going to rise up and he's going to be in uh, agreement with the one world government and the beast, the Antichrist. And he's going to uh, push the agendas of the world government, including worshiping and following the Antichrist. And so we're, we're kind of beginning to see those things take shape as we see the Pope writing encyclicals about the agendas the UN tells him to write about. So... We're, we're beginning to see that happen. We've got a video, right? And before yeah. we go there, I think you should know Mount St. Helens is in the state of Washington. Oh, okay. Thank you. I knew it was up there somewhere. Yeah, Montana's close. You're getting yeah, there. Utah's close, too. All right. But we've watch. got a video yeah. that we want to watch. Let's do it. Let's watch the video. Or listen. Yeah, or listen. It's going to pull in your heartstrings. From the very beginning of the Bible, the Lord entrusted Adam and Eve care of the creation. I am Oscar Andres Rodriguez Maradiaga, Archbishop of Tegucigalpa, Honduras. Climate change is affecting everyone. be indifferent to the changes in the environment. This is irresponsible. The human being is unique, united in spirit and material life. Those who say that this is not a subject for Christians are totally mistaken. As a Catholic, my faith gives me responsibility to be in care of the environment. So that's actually a video that comes from the Catholic uh, climate change page. It's uh, from the Catholic Climate Covenant. And uh, they have uh, the Pope's encyclical there where if anybody wanted to go there and they could actually read the whole thing, they could. Uh, I just took out a little bit of the excerpts from it just so we could kind of see what it's talking about. In it, the, uh, Pope Francis saying, The problem is urgent. Never have we so hurt and mistreated our common home as we have in the last 200 years. We must all change our day-to-day actions to live more sustainably. Reducing greenhouse gases requires honesty, courage, and responsibility. 
On a larger scale, our leaders must be held to account. Those who will have to suffer the consequences will not forget this failure of conscience and responsibility. Solving climate change means protecting the planet and vulnerable people, and we must hear both the cry of the earth and the cry of the poor. Faith can guide us. The entire material universe speaks of God's love, His boundless affection for us. Soil, water, mountains, everything is, as it were, a caress of God. The problems are big and urgent, but hope remains if we act in honesty and love. Humanity still has the ability to work together in building our common home. Truly, much can be done. Yeah. So, when you think about these things and you see some of the stuff that they've implemented, like the Paris Climate uh, Agreement, when when we were in that before, we're back in it now, by the way, because our, our president that we have now put us back in the, the climate uh, the Paris Climate Agreement. The the whole thing was kind of exposed when we had another leader in office because he was letting us know it's about wealth redistribution. So it goes back to the socialist ideas of that one world government. It goes back to taking the wealth from uh, countries that are uh, able to be self-sufficient and take care of themselves. We can say, well, you're pol- uh, polluting the earth too much, so we're going to take from you... Uh, part of your monies and we're going to give it to one of the poorer nations which doesn't have all this industry and everything and so that's that's pretty much what that is about and and it's kind of like uh locking you down and putting penalties on you it's kind of like the social credit score that we talk about that china has implemented in their country where if you do things that are uh, are not lining up with the government they just take away from your bank account and they just uh, you know, uh, don't allow you to have access to that or they actually take money out of your bank account. And so that's what this is really about. And and so and the, at the end of the day, that's what they're kind of pushing here. But they want to, like the video showed, pull on the heartstrings. And it reminds me of Romans 1, 25, where it says uh, that these people that, that God's talking about in Romans uh, 1, it says, who have changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. And that's kind of what's going on right now. We're watching these uh, world religious leaders begin to worship the creation more than the creator himself. And, uh, and so Romans goes on to explain that that won't work out very well for the folks like that. Doug, we're talking about the Ten Commandments of Climate Change, Mm -hmm. and we're going to get into what these ten are. It's actually ten plus one. They didn't feel like ten wrapped them up, right? So why didn't they just call it the Eleven Commandments? I don't know. I I guess they figured, well, we'll take... They're they're kind of picking and choosing of the ones that they like and then putting their own slant on it, Uh, or at least this article is, uh, that we took from Newsweek. Well, I'll just tell you that um, there are 11 commandments and you're not going to believe number eight. <laughs> okay. So don't go anywhere. Yeah, that's good. Uh, number eight is quite interesting. But um, this this event that they're having, Doug, it's, it's happening in this narrow strip of biblical land. Mm-hmm. We've all read about it, heard Sunday school stories about it, from the Red Sea to the Dead Sea. Mm-hmm. This is where the Israelites went during the Exodus. Yeah. Um, and now, it's as we are understanding, it's going to be the birthplace of the climate redemption. Yeah. So doesn't that feel pretty good that we're able to witness history? <laughs> I, 
I'm glad I'm not going to be there, actually. <laughs> but we'll we'll see it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see it. I'm sure CNN will have it on, you know, and MSNBC they'll show it. So that's happening this month, mm-hmm. and they're going to hammer out another climate plan for the too distant future that miraculously has already been successfully implemented in the Arava Valley. Mm-hmm. The region is the first in the world to be solely powered by the sun during the day, producing 150% of the region's needs. And by 2025, it will be lit up at night and day with solar power alone. Man, how about that? So this is coming, Doug. I don't know if there's anything in this these next few paragraphs that you want to highlight, but I'm ready to jump in and, and learn more about these Ten Commandments if you are. I, I certainly am, but before you go there, I want to just tell everybody that you made a very good comment this morning when we were talking about this. You said, uh, well, how are all these leaders going to get there? I am I curious mean, They're not know. walking. I have personally they're been to Mount Sinai, cars. I've been to Mount Sinai. Yeah. And as far as I know, only me and Moses had to go back up twice. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, I'm because... you had to go back up. You know, I went up early in the morning before sunrise. We were going to watch the sunrise from Mount Sinai, which is incredible. Yeah. And um, I thought it was crowded. The, the the paths were narrow, and like if you fell, in some cases, you're 30 to 50 feet down. Yeah. And you're not strapped up or anything. You're walking like on a trail. Right. And um, I decided to beat the crowd and come back down before the rest of the crowd did. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did tell us on the way up, there's two paths. There's a fork in the road when you're coming back down. Make sure you go back the way that you came because one path is the way that the Bedouins go, and it's dangerous. They will beat you and rob you of everything, and wow. you could end up lost forever. So I thought, well, this is, sounds safe. <laughs> and so on my way back down, I went, I definitely didn't go that way. I definitely came through this way. But it was dark when I came through. Yeah. And um, I went about maybe, I don't know, 300 yards into that path yeah. down the mountain. And then that's when I realized when I turned the corner and there's these little gods stacked up everywhere with rocks and such. Mm-hmm. That's not the way that I came. And it felt <laughs> creepy as I'll get out. So I had to turn around and climb back up. And so I just figured me and Moses, to my knowledge. Go. Well, at least you weren't uh, carrying stones. That's right. I did not have any tablets of anything. Right. But nonetheless, I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not a walk in the park. Right. You don't just, it's not centrally located where you don't have to take a massive jet to get there or a bus to drive out in the middle of the desert to find it. Right. So I'm curious how they, I doubt that they came in their Teslas. I'll just say that. Probably not. But we're going to get into the uh, 11 commandments of climate change after the break. Again, you won't believe number eight, so stick around. We'll be right back. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? 
Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, part two. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to Into the Age of Instigo here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, on top of it being election day today, what about the blood moon? What does that mean? Um, I think it means that there was an eclipse of the moon last night. Prophetically, Doug. I, I saw this it this morning. Uh, prophetically, I don't believe it means anything. That's not a point. sign from God. No, I don't believe that that's a sign from God. I don't think it has any any prophetic uh, relevance to anything. Well, there's a lot of people that follow us that may think that it does. Well, if they can find scripture for it and show it to me where it talks about Election Tuesday having a blood red moon and that having some significance, just let me know. But well, what if what if there's a dramatic shift one way or the other, and we look back and go, well, that blood that blood moon could have meant it just wasn't something. prophesied in the Bible. There's okay. a blood moon in the Bible, but it happens at the return of Jesus Christ, and that's not today. The day of the Lord. No, that's not today. Okay, so okay. it might not be any second. Then. Probably not. Probably, or we need <laughs> no, to be sure not. here. Um, with it being election day, you and I and Dave did uh, some sessions over the weekend, online prophecy weekend, yes. gearing up for this day, election uh, election day. And so we talked about some topics that were, um, if it wasn't directly involved with elections, it was connected to elections. And so uh, we did that in the online prophecy weekend, which is an exclusive event. We showed some clips we uh, talked about some things that would definitely be censored, and so we did it exclusively on End of the Age Plus. Um, you can actually go watch um, all four of those sessions at endtime.com slash OPW. Um, each session is listed there, and it's linked. And also, you'll find an interesting note there at the bottom, because right now, for a limited time only, you can get a special deal. I think you get about three months free for End of the Age Plus. Not only do you get to sign up for a seven-day free trial, you also can get yourself or a friend the monthly subscription to End of the Age Plus for $9.87, which is like getting three months free, Doug. Wow. Um, There's only 500 of those deals available. So you better hurry while they're still here. Go to endtime.com slash OPW. Mm -hmm. And not only will you see the four videos listed there, but you'll also see the link down below to get that deal uh, that will get you about three months free. So check that out today while that, while it's still available. All right. All right. Where do we go from here, Doug? Let's look at those Ten Commandments of climate change. Ten Commandments plus one of climate change. Mm-hmm. I hate when they do that, but again, you won't believe number eight. 
uh, clickbait, right? That's how they do that, right? Yeah. Number one, acknowledge a higher power. Yeah. You disagree with that? That's a good idea, isn't it? Well, uh, the first commandment of the Bible says, Thou shalt have no gods before me. So, yes, that higher power is the God of the creation, the God of the universe. A higher power, not higher powers. Mm-mm, just God. Okay. <laughs> vote, number two, vote climate. Mm. What in the world does that mean? Today uh-huh. is election day. Somebody's going to vote climate or not, apparently. Right. So what does vote climate mean? Well, vote climate, I would imagine, would mean vote for these people who are, you know, believe that there is global warming and that we're in dangerous need of doing something quick or we're not going to have an earth in, you know, 10 years or whatever they say. I don't even know what they say now. It changes. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, they said it was going to end, you know, within like 20 years. And here we are. <laughs> um, number three, do not murder. Yeah, I I agree with that, but uh, they they kind of use that as a climate thing too. That if we don't do something about the climate soon, that we're going to murder future generations, and so that's how they tie that in. So. Well, it does note that um, usually the poorest and indigenous will die and suffer from the effects of extreme heat and cold, wildfires, rising sea levels, and supercharged storms. Mm-hmm. Um, so why doesn't the business-as-usual approach of most leaders make them accessory to murder? Mm. So yeah, uh, some apparently if you engage in that behavior, you are a murderer according to this. Well, there you go. Number four, do not steal. Mm-hmm. And this again, if you are not doing things that will prevent climate change, you are robbing your children of our future. Mm-hmm. Of their future, right? So, and and it says robbing nature of her ability to regenerate. Okay. So think about that. So they're basically mimicking, closely mimicking the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and reworking it to mean something that fits inside of their agenda. Yeah. Number five. No. Oh, go ahead. Number five. Do not bear false witness. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, they're going to say that it's misinformation and they're going to keep you from posting on social media. So do not bear false witness. Don't be a client denier, Vince. Okay, got it. Interesting. Number six, keep the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Emissions are down 30% over the Sabbath every single week in Israel Mm -hmm. and are almost zeroed out on Yom Kippur. Right. A global weekly non-carbon day of rest could reduce emissions of the world by a seventh and can be observed by different faith communities on different days. Yeah. And, and remember, we, we've talked about this before with the WEF and their agendas and what they believe. And remember when we talked about the, uh, the smart cities, they said that you know, on certain days you wouldn't be allowed to drive. On certain days you couldn't get on the highway in your vehicle. And we may even have to do it with your license plates ending on even odd. And on even odd days, certain people could not drive on those days to keep our emissions down. Well, now they're saying keep the Sabbath, so keep it holy is what God said. But they're saying don't have any carbon emissions on those days. All right. Number eight, and this is the one that is going to blow your mind, Doug. Mm-hmm. Honor Mother Earth. Mm. Um, Christina Greer, 15, from California. Sounds like a 
Greta. source that... Oh, sorry. I thought it sounded like Greta Thornburg. Oh, I was going to say it sounds like a source that we should probably pay attention to. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know when I was 15, I knew everything there was to know. Yeah, well, And sure. I had it all right, so we've yeah. got to listen to Christina here. Right. But uh, Christina says that climate change is a form of arson against the very home that nurtures our lives and that of all living creatures. So we need to honor Mother Earth. Mm. All right. Number nine, you need not covet. We have enough already, and we have the science and technology. We need to build a world in which all people can have enough. We just need to achieve the political will. Right. (laughs) This sounds weird. Uh, Number (laughs) 10, do not continue to be hoodwinked. Yeah. So oil and gas companies and disingenuous leaders want you to believe that reducing your carbon footprint through individual action is the key Yet Alan DeVac teaches we must not place the burden of solving climate change on individual action. Fossil fuel companies and governmental leaders together gain the system to favor long-term burning of fossil fuels for energy, industry, and transportation no matter what individual action you take. And here's the plus one, Doug. Do not give up hope or the fight. Mm-hmm. This is for climate change. Yeah, there's your plus one. Now, you mentioned the arc of hope. Mm-hmm. that Irvin talked about in 2001. Yeah. Why does that matter today? It is 2022. We are less than two months away from 2023. Mm-hmm. What in the world does a 22-year-old mention of the Ark of Hope have anything to do with today? Right, because this is an agenda that's been being pushed forth really since the 1990s. We It just really got its momentum going in in Kind of started Berlin Waffle, no? It did. It, it really did happen around that time because that's when the New World Order really began being talked about. And this is one of their sustainable development goals. And uh, so we have pictures. Let's see if we can get the pictures of the art because this is why it's kind of like in your face to God. Because what does that resemble to you, Vince? Well, I've seen some mock-ups of the Ark of the Covenant and that does mm-hmm. look pretty similar. There you go. But it's like a box with... with uh Rings and rods going through the rings to carry it. I mean, yeah. I th- I would have to say that's a pretty standard looking um, type of box that might be used for something like this. Now to call right. it the Ark of Hope, right? It's sure sounding like the Ark of the Covenant. That's for sure. Yeah, and so it's it's like this is their religion. Their religion is Earth. Now on each side of this. We've got earth, wind, fire, water, and spirit. So each I thought you were getting to the band there for a minute. Right? It's like earth, wind, and fire. But actually, these are elements of the earth, but it's also, Vince, elements of magic. And so there's there's kind of the Wiccan, which is... Wiccan are witches, for one thing. People that, if you don't realize that Wiccans are witches... this isn't the Halloween episode. Right, it's not. But the thing about Wiccans is they worship Mother Earth. And so they are very much in tune with uh, the uh, the inner earth, with the energy coming from the earth, and all those things. And so they worship these different things, these elements of uh, the the earth there. And so all of these things are on their their ark. And like I said before, the earth charter was inside there, which was their original Ten Commandments. So what the reason why I'm mentioning this today is because this is not a new plan. They're just really uh, kind of pushing it forward now. It would really fascinate me if they ended up taking this Ark of Hope up to Mount Sinai with them 
and put their little Ten Commandments inside of it, like the Ten Commandments were in the Ark of the Covenant. And I mean, that I don't know that that's going to happen, folks. I just thought of this whenever I was going through these articles today. And I'm like, man, Pastor Baxter talked about this years ago. When I was listening on the radio, uh, living my life out in the world, I wasn't even living for God then. And he was talking about this stuff. And, and I'm watching it, you know, begin to start to take place now. And so uh, it's just, it was interesting. And I wanted to show everybody that because it's not new. This is something they've been working on for quite a while. But to me, Vince, it's almost as if they're mocking God to his face. They're saying, look, here's our Ten Commandments. Here's what we believe are important. And we're going to worship Mother Earth. And we're going to go to the place where the, the Christian, the Jewish, the Christian beliefs are that this is where God spoke directly to Moses as a burning bush. He spoke to Moses, gave Moses the uh, Ten Commandments, and, uh, you know, Moses came back down with the law uh, for the people. And so it's like they're saying, okay, this is going to be our law now, and you're going to obey the laws. You heard what the Pope said about leaders needed to pay for the consequences of not following along with these uh, edicts that are in this uh in this movement this a uh this one world religious uh green earth movement that they've got going here so it's just very interesting to see all this and we're watching it happen in our lifetime where you know back when pastor Baxter talked about it in 2001 I knew that it was happening but it didn't have anything that was really showing you it's out there and now they've got all these religious leaders coming together and doing this at Mount Sinai. So very interesting. Doug, InterfaithSustain.com says that uh, this conference, COP27 is what it's called, it's taking place in Sinai, can remind humanity of our sacred responsibility to care for God's creation. Mm-hmm. We come to Sinai in a movement of repentance and quest. Mm. We seek a new vision for humanity as opposed to this old one that came from here. Okay. And it's endangered existence, and we seek to receive and amplify a message of life-sustaining living and habits that humanity needs to hear today. In this spirit, the Project Partners will bring together premier religious leaders from the world's major religions to put forth a prophetic, interreligious call to action, 10 Universal Principles for Climate Justice, a.k.a. The Ten Commandments commandments. of Climate Change. Interesting. We'd love to hear what you think about these uh, commandments of climate change. Give us a call, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be getting to your calls on the other side of the break, so don't go anywhere. And don't forget, go to endtime.com slash OPW to hear our feature on election today. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. 
Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Seagull here with Doug Norvell. We have up some open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're talking about the Ten Commandments of Climate Change. And we'll also take some calls on uh, around the election if you would like. So let's get to the phones. Joe is in New York. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. Can you guys hear me okay? Better than ever, Joe. Better than ever, because I'm yelling. The older I get, the uh, louder I got to yell. Well, it's working. (laughs) You guys look magnificent as always. You like our matching shirts? Wonderful, wonderful. Very coordinated. Boy, there's so much information to go into. And the thing of it is is that there are so many believers that no, don't know squat. Nobody puts in the time and the effort. That's why Urban Baxter was so terrific. He put years and years into knowing the Scripture <clears throat> and how to, how to communicate it properly. But talking about global warming, I've probably discussed this briefly with you guys and Dave also, because I put in the legwork. And if people put in the legwork, well, well, most people don't want to talk about God. Most people don't want to talk about the Scriptures. There's a lot of, a lot of Christians that want to talk about God, which I find those are not real Christians. Those are some groups of religious people that don't know what they're talking about. But the thing of it is is that I have done enough research and listened to the experts, and there's more than 1,100 scientists that have stated Global warming is being caused because of the shifting of the surface of the sun. And they have plenty of information documented about this. So there is global warming, but it's because the sun. And these scientists, with their data that goes back 150 years, putting this information into computers, modern computers, they say 98% of what happens on the surface of the earth is caused by the sun. Two percent. Two percent is caused by what takes place on the surface of the earth. So that means what us crazy humans do, whatever we do, that's affecting the atmosphere. Two percent. I didn't, I didn't write this. These are experts. Meteorological, there's one meteorological society and there's these various groups of these are the scientists doing real science but you see the modern thing that we see happening what is called science is not true science it's the same thing about abortion the moment the male sperm unites with the female egg a new creation a child is formed but they they're making up all this nonsense that it's not a baby to X amount of weeks, they're nuts. But who's behind all this lying, all this deceiving, Satan? And he's been working at it now for a long time, using everything he can to deceive people, because he wants to kill people. He's a destroyer. He hates us. He hates us especially that speak the truth. But this is what we see taking place. This is a fulfillment of all the prophecies. If we are to step back and, and, and know what Irvin taught, and it's in my bones at this point, and then you look at what hap- is happening today, it's a fulfillment. 
in many different levels across the world, it's happening. It's almost the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, coming to life. And Satan knows the scriptures, and he's going to manipulate people and use anything he can to deceive people with, so, with false science, any way he can get his grips on people. And we know who know in the scriptures, who know the Lord Jesus, who, as Paul wrote, our lives are hidden with Messiah Jesus in God. Everybody else who isn't in that sphere can be manipulated. I don't care if it's, it's the Pope or the President of Russia. These guys are being manipulated by the evil one. And us who speak the truth in love, we got to be able to say it. And that's, that's got to be the foundation of praying continually, of being in the Word of God. Because there's so many people who say, oh, I love Jesus. Well, what does that mean, you love Jesus? Do you, re- do you know the Lord? It's about a relationship and loving Him. And from that, we have Holy Spirit to lead us to know all the truth. But if people want to put in the legwork and go online and do searches, if you really want to know real science, it's out there. But the media is not going to t- talk about it. The media, the, you know, the, 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 the Channel 5, uh, uh, I mean, the, the 5 o'clock, uh, 6 o'clock news, they don't show these little bits I see by this president in the White House. This guy's a babbling idiot. <laughs> Joe, this have you gone out to vote today did... yet? What? Did, have you voted today or you, did you early vote? Oh, I went, no, I went this morning. How's it looking in New York? Well, there are long lines. I don't know what people are voting for. But what are the odds of this? I park my car. I'm walking across the street, which is a little slow for me walking these days. And a guy puts out his hand. He says, my name is Joe. I said, huh, my name is Joe. <laughs> so and the odds are pretty high on that one. Okay, how about this? He says, I'm a completed Jew. I'm a completed Jew. I said, you know that Jesus is the Messiah? And he shook my hand. He goes, yes, that's why I'm here. That's what I'm all about. And I spent a half hour telling him about prophecies. And he, and he put everything into his phone to start studying. Right. That's what it's about, man. Yeah. What are the odds of that happening? That's awesome, Joe. That is what it's all about, Joe. Would you believe it if I told you I had a, actually a pretty personal connection with Lee Zeldin up there? When was that? Uh, right now I do. Oh, that's good. You never know. We might have Lee on the show. <laughs> God, just keep praying, man. Because yeah. I don't know what, uh, but I'll tell you, you know, I've been a long, a long time in New York, and I've never seen lines like this before. Maybe that's like really something good. Maybe so. Well, I think it might be, Joe. We've been praying, and we know that um, many people around the United States have been praying, and we're believing the Lord's will be done no matter what that ends up being. Thank yeah. you for calling, Joe. We always appreciate your voice. We need people like you speaking into our lives, so don't stop calling. Plus, we might need some encouragement every once in a while, Doug. We come Absolutely. in here feeling pretty ugly some days, some and days. Joe <laughs> makes us feel pretty good about life. Yeah. All right, Brenda's in California. <laughs> uh, Brenda, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. How are you two today? We are well. How are you, Brenda? I'm doing good. It's cold and windy here. I'm enjoying being inside and enjoying your program. Um, I just had some thoughts I w- wanted to share, and um, 
some of it goes along with what Joe said in that uh, Satan's behind it all. Mm-hmm. We know that from little kids' books up, they talk about Mother Nature and Mother Earth, and it's kind of part of our culture or part of our language. And I think that gets into our mind about how, you know, uh, do respect the earth. Of course, we all should. God made it, and he did ask us to take care of it. But we gave our authority over it to Satan, and the Bible says that Satan is now the prince of this earth. Mm -hmm. And I think going to Mount Sinai... Like you say, it's kind of like slapping God in the face, but it's Satan's way of wanting to be equal with God. Uh, that's where God gave his laws, so that that's where Satan's going to give laws to trick people. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about how this is getting into our culture. As a teacher, I know from working in high schools and middle schools particularly, uh Kids do, you know, call themselves witches and warlocks and all this, and it is so sad and grieves my heart, and I know it's even worse now. Um, But we know that Wicca comes from Old English. That means witch. And, of course, that's dealing with witchcraft, which Jesus told us to stay away from. And... It's part of being a pagan, pagan being worshipers of other gods. So there's many um, religions that call themselves religions that are paganistic. But the climate change, while we do need to take care of Earth, you know, we, we know that the Earth's climate has changed since Earth began, but it's a way of unifying the people of the world into common thought and common direction, and that goes along with getting the one world uh, government and the one world religion, everybody kind of in the same boat. And so as you how say, do you, Brenda, um, being from California, uh, how do you find hope? Because everything you're saying is kind of opposite of the uh, talking points that we hear coming out of California. Well... I'm not, I wasn't born in California. Uh, I was born in Kentucky. (laughs) And even though I am living in California, I'm kind of stuck here at the moment. Uh, I came out uh, years ago, and at one point I tried to move out, but I'm older now, and I really couldn't anymore. Uh, So I'm, I'm living here. And I'm trying to bloom where I'm planted, so to speak. Uh, I try to uh, help anybody or talk to anybody that will listen. I feel like the Lord has a plan for me here. And so I'm trying to be content here um, and live my life according to God's plan. Good idea, Brenda. That's that's one thing we talked about this weekend. we were talking about uh, the coming World War III, um, and someone had asked if if uh, the United States would be hit, and Dave and Doug were saying, well, we can't say yes or no because the Bible doesn't tell us. It seems likely, but we just don't really know. And uh, they mentioned that if you live near a military base or a, 
a, um, a large airport. That, that seems like a logical target that an enemy would uh, pick out for the United States. And, you know, we, we really emphasize that if God's called you to be in those areas, even if those are logical targets, you should be in those areas. And so I liked what you said there. Uh, you're trying to bloom where you're planted. And we'll be praying for you, Brenda. We appreciate your call. And um, I think that's a good reminder for today, Doug. And we don't have a lot of time left, but uh, maybe we should talk about that for the last 90 seconds. Is you know, It really doesn't matter um, where you live right now as far as if God has you there, regardless of what the election outcome is, if it's totally opposite of what you want it to be, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan for you there still. Right. Well, you know, we've got friends that are missionaries in Germany. And, and China. And, and, yeah. And, I mean, one of the things about this particular uh, missionary, I think he's in Belgium is actually where he's at. And, uh, you know, they said something to him about, man, you are in the belly of the beast. Yeah. And he said, yeah, but there's no other place I'd rather be because I'm winning souls for God out mm-hmm. here. And, uh, and you know, I mean, what what we've got to do is learn how to operate in the spirit, wherever God's led us to be. Yeah. And, and so if we're going to be uh, doing what we need to do as Christians, that's what we need to, to learn how to do is, uh, you know, like Brenda said, just uh, do what she can in the place where she's been planted. And, and God's put us in particular places uh, and spheres of influence to reach people that uh, other people can't reach. I was talking to somebody today, Doug, and you know, I was just trying to encourage them. They're going through a rough time, and I was trying to encourage them that we're not created um, to be bulletproof. We were created to walk through the valley, not leapfrog the valley. And so keep walking, keep remaining faithful, put God first, seek Him first. Everything's going to work out for the good of those that love the Lord. We'll see you here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.